You are now listening to the Random Black Person in Canada podcast. On this episode, we're going to be discussing Crown Corporations. Writers are just doing their thing. I feel like every time we get close to the end of the year, there's just some crazy plot twist that's about to happen. I believe last year we were looking at, you know, Donald Trump and, you know, would he win and those kind of crazy things. And here we are now with COVID coming out being like, ha ha, your thoughts, that vaccine was going to solve y'all's problems? Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, vac- vaccines have been a problem on their own, right? They Countries were refusing to take them, you know, all the misinformation around them. And COVID was like, I, I, while you're still figuring out this vaccine stuff, you know, I'm going to come with a new variant. So there's a new one called Omicron, I believe. And um, <laughs> I, how these people are naming these things, I do not know. But it's the 15th letter in the Greek alphabet. If that gives you any sign of anything, I, I think that's as far as it goes for me. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just wild. All right, so... Of course, this was now discovered in Southern Africa. And, well, again, let me unpack. It wasn't discovered in Southern Africa. I think the research people from Southern Africa explained the new variant. And as a result, a bunch of countries did the needful and just started banning uh, African countries. So, of course, that's what they were going to do, right? Um, I believe some of the countries that were even affected, I was like, I, I, I'm not sure I understand why you guys are doing this. But, okay. I guess that's what we're doing. So I know South Africa uh, that's affected. I believe Lesotho as well is also banned. Things like that. Like it's wild. Now, wouldn't you know it? We've now got the first set of cases with this new variant in Canada, and in Ontario, we've got two. They came back from Nigeria and they tested positive for this wonderful new variant. And, uh, well, it's about to go down. <laughs> so I, hmm, I'm i not even sure what's going on. I think if you're going to Nigeria or, you know, Africa in general, you might want to be careful. You've already said, you know, banning countries where this thing has been discovered. Southern Africa, with a bunch of its countries, have already, you know, straight away just been like, yeah, nah, you want to go where, what? Nah. So please watch out as you travel. Um, it's just going to be interesting. Japan has also implemented its own border ban on people coming in and things like that. So please be careful if you're thinking of any travel for the holidays. I know we've just got our first big snowfall in Toronto. So um, I fully understand and I fully get if you're trying to jet out and jack by one time. Um, I, I'm one of those people who's not a huge fan of snow, winter and all those vibes. But I survive. I've been here 12 years, year 13 in the in the works and... We are doing our best. Let me just say, we are doing our best. Um, you know, love and light to everyone who, you know, is hanging in there too. Don't worry, it's only a couple of months. We're just going to stay strong until March, April, when it starts to become spring again. And then, you know, we're looking forward to a proper summer. All right. So let's get into the topic this week. I was reflecting on what I wanted to discuss on this podcast. And I really wanted to talk about Canada Post. 
But I felt if I just talked about Canada Post in isolation, I don't think people would understand why I was very fascinated by that opportunity. So let me reverse it back and talk about corporations, uh, sorry, crown corporations in general. So if you've never heard the term crown corporation before, essentially think of a crown corporation as a government organization. That's really what it is in a nutshell. But it functions separate from the government in, a, in usually a mixture of some kind of commercial capacity, but it also enhances some public policy measure, right? So usually they're completely owned or partly, can be, you know, but usually it's completely owned by the government, usually. And these crown corporations and the way they function, they usually cover a niche that isn't feasible for a private person to set up and cover. So they will usually have some kind of mandate that makes them so unique that if a private service were to cover it, they couldn't physically. And also, if they were to not exist anymore, there could be some big gap in the economy. And I found this very fascinating when I started to unpack it because, and I'll take you back to my own experience, back in, I believe, 2011 or 2012, somewhere in that time frame, I was looking for a job. And quite frankly, I was looking for my first summer job. I wanted to do co-op, but unfortunately, I didn't realize that there were co-op requirements. You had to do certain things in school. So I just said, you know what, screw it. I'm going to do my own internship and find a job in the summer. Thankfully, Canada Post was hiring at that time. And I was lucky to find myself with a summer student's uh, engineering position at Canada Post as a software developer kind of thing. And I did that job and it was super fantastic. I got ended up returning three more summers between my second year and when I graduated in 2014-15. So that was a really fun job. And then I said to unpack what it meant because they always told us that, oh yeah, we're a crown corporation, we're a crown corporation, we're a crown corporation. For someone who had never heard that term before, I always thought, well, I guess that means what exactly? And obviously, as I've just explained, owned by the government, but it's a business on its own thing existing. So just to set the stage in terms of some other examples other than Canada Post that I've already mentioned, think of the Bank of Canada. So that's a crown corporation. Um, there's one called, you know, Business Development Bank of Canada. There's BDC, essentially. So those guys, if you're an entrepreneur, you've probably heard of them. If you've not, just Google them, BDC. They're also a crown corporation. If you do any travel in Canada um, and you want to take a train between major cities, so for, say, for example, between Ottawa to Montreal, you want to do Montreal to Toronto, there's this fabulous company called Via Rail. I have taken it so many times myself and I highly recommend if you can afford it to try their business class one time. And whenever you do take Via Rail and you take their business class, make sure in your food requirements you request kosher because, oof, that is the best way to get meals on Via Rail. Just request for kosher. Man, that stuff slaps. Oh my God. Wow. Slaps. So anyway, I'm just giving you free game. If you're taking Via Rail, get business class and request for kosher. That aside, they will give you free drinks the entire time. Like literally, if you want wine, um, you want juice, you want water, like they will just keep coming for you in business class. Like it's just so worth it. I, I don't know how I can ever go back taking VRA with economy anymore because it was just so good. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just really like VRA, especially business class. It's not very expensive and it just feels so nice. Like, anyways, VRA, super service, recommend the business class. 
also, okay, you know what? I can't, I can't get past it. Let me go back. Via real, business class. You also have like, um, you can take two bags for luggage. So in economy, I believe you can only take like a regular bag, but in business you can take two. So if you actually want to um, travel, and if you obviously want to do it on land, then certainly you can do that. So if you are, for example, going to school in Ottawa, which I was, uh, or you're in Ottawa going to school somewhere else, you can actually take boxes going back home to school, things like that. Like VRL for students was just magnificent in that way. I took them, I had a pass for I believe four months throughout my MBA uh, from September, not, not throughout, from September till December. And you could take any train between the Ottawa, Montreal and Toronto corridor, actually all the way down to Windsor actually. So Windsor all the way to Montreal, as much as you liked, as frequently as you liked. So I lived in Ottawa and I would take via rail from Ottawa to Kingston every day. And if I had interviews, I would take it all the way down to Toronto. It was amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Completely recommend via rail. And of course, if you can upgrade to business class, even better. But so now back to the topic. This is the company. <laughs> yeah, I liked Vireal. This is the company, uh, Royal Canadian Mint. Of course, the mint prints money. The print coins, they are also of the directive that they are expected create some revenue for themselves and also to create some kind of profit to maintain their own sustainability. So that is also another one. There's this company, you might've heard of them, CBC, Canada's uh, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. And if you haven't, I recommend this show to you on Netflix called Kim's, not Kim, Kim's Convenience. Check it out. Um, you will see the nice red banner right before the show starts, Kim's Convenience. Really, really good show as well. If you've watched Shang-Chi, um, the Netflix, uh, the not Netflix, the Marvel movie, Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. The guy who was in it, uh, I can't remember his name now off the top of my mind, but he was in Kim's Convenience as well. So that's part of why I recommend that. CBC, Canada's big broadcaster. Of course, you can check them out as well. Uh, there's another one that was created recently in 2002. Surprisingly enough, Canada, Canadian Air Transport Security Authority. The guys who, when you go into the airport, scan you and, you know, make you walk through that thing and then they will bring that wand to search you. Those guys, yeah, they check your bags. That's them. So those guys were made in 2002 as a, re as a response to the 9-11 attacks in the US. So that's how those guys got created, essentially. So, um, you know, and obviously there's the last one I want to quickly mention. CMHC. So if you're trying to buy a house, Canadian Mortgage See, I'm just always saying Canadian. CMAC stands for Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. So those guys get to set the rules of all the stress tests for banks to follow, especially for mortgages. They get to, you know, do all the housing surveys and things like that. CMHC, also a crown corporation. Oh, yes, there's this key one. How did I forget this? Um, Canadian Pension Plan. If you make it, like literally, if you make any income in Canada, there is this deduction, TPP. Okay, everybody pays it. Everybody every year, I believe it's about 3,000 something. So CPP and EI, so EI is Employment Insurance, CPP Canadian Pension Plan. We all pay into this. There is a board or a company that invests all those assets on behalf of all Canadians. That company is called Canada Pension Plan Investment Board. So that company that invests all our money is also a crown corporation. So hopefully I've set the stage for you understanding crown corporations. Now, so you know what they are. Why do they exist? 
touched on it briefly. Let's expand on it a little bit more. Imagine if somebody wanted to become Canada Post privately. The amount or the cost to deliver mail for any private person, if you didn't already have billions just lying around, it would be next to impossible to set up Canada Post from scratch. Okay? Just literally impossible. That's step number one. Step number two. Canada Post is mandated to be able to reach every door in Canada. Every single door. It is part of the mandate to be able to reach every. I'm not saying most. Every. Every single one. They have a mandate to do that. This includes the nice little guy in the most random remote places to the condos in downtown Toronto, to people up north, rural guys, guys who want to live in seclusion. Part of Canada Post's job is to to reach every address. Now, they do not have to deliver the mail to every address, and I'll get to that in a quick second, but they have to be able to reach them. Okay? Now, there's obviously delivery standards. There's, you know, what much am I going to say? There's delivery limits, I would say, let me just call them delivery limits. Because say, for example, you want to send a mail to somebody who is next door. Within city, you have, I believe, one day worth of delivery standard. So that's what we call the delivery standard between in city would be about a day. If it's out of province, then again, it will stretch maybe two days. If it is national wide, so let's say you're going all the way from BC all the way across to the other side of the East Coast, sending to something like Quebec, then of course, it could be like three days, four days. And obviously with different products and different packages, you could slim down that time. You know, there's express post, for example, versus regular meal. Those kind of things will obviously change your delivery standard. Now, remember I already said, you now have to deliver to every address, every address, or at least you have to reach every address. A while ago, when I was still working there back in 2014, I believe that on this time, 2014, 2013, Canada Post went on this thing where we realized we were spending too much in terms of letter carriers carrying mail to every door. Every door. So there would be somebody who would go into your neighborhood carrying letters in their bags, dropping off every letter. So that was number one. Number two, there would then be somebody else who would come with a truck after the guy who has dropped the letter came to your door to then deliver parcels. So one person has already walked your neighborhood bringing all the letters. Another person now coming in to drop off your parcel. Then there would be a third person who would come to pick up your own letters going the other way. So if you are sending stuff out, in your neighborhood, you know, there was these nice little drop boxes where if you had mail or a stamp, and of course, so many of you have not used a stamp. I know this. So <laughs> if you really want to try this out, you can go buy a stamp. You can write a letter, letter mail, send it to somebody else. Again, I'm very sure a number of you, myself included, who have never written a letter and mailed it. We've sent probably packages. We've sent, you know, boxes and things like that, gifts. But written a letter and sent a letter is <laughs> quite frankly a dead art among people who are very young, but I digress. 
So there were three people essentially coming to every address in your neighborhood for the most part to one, drop off your letters, drop off your parcel, and then a third to pick up all your stuff. So they thought, could there be a better way to do this where we either reduce the amount of people coming into your neighborhood or could we make one person do all three? Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know anything about Canada, Canada has these things called unions, okay? A union ensures that <laughs> you can't just do anything you want to employees. So you can't just do stuff like that. So unfortunately, that couldn't change. And I will unpack the rest of that story some other time. But my point, ladies and gentlemen, is imagine if a private person wanted to do all that, to set all that up initially. It would take a lot of money and what have you. Now, you might think, okay, totally what about Amazon? Well, Amazon, in what they do, certainly do deliver. And more and more, they are getting even better than Canada Post in terms of delivering to a number of doors. But unfortunately, in terms of that last mile, Amazon actually uses Canada Post because, and as I said already, it is not in their own private interest to get to every door. They can get to most doors faster than Canada Post, sure. But since it's not in their mandate to get to every door, because it's again not um, always profitable to get to the last door, they'll just hand it off to Canada Post and Canada Post will deliver it. And so that is why sometimes you may buy a package with Amazon and it will be delivered by Canada Post. Now, the final piece before I bring this podcast to a close is that some crown corporations could potentially also at any given point be sold or privatized completely. So we already talked about how a, you know, a crown corporation is owned mostly by the government. There have been times when they've been sold off. So classic examples, Petro-Canada, it was a crown corporation before. And if you bought gas from them, you know, that's kind of where they are. They are now no longer under the government's control. So they've been sold off. Another classic one that you may not be aware of is Air Canada. Air Canada sold off as well in 1988, if I believe that number is correct. Yeah, 1988. So Air Canada was sold off. And right now, presently, I have a small amount of shares in Air Canada. I think like $300 worth or something, something ridiculous like that. I bought it at a little point in the pandemic because I thought, you know, it would all re- resurrect after, you know, this COVID thing blows over. Well, here we are at 2021 at the end and it still hasn't blown over. So I have made some profit on it, but clearly um, I thought very kindly of COVID. Last one I'm going to mention, Highway 407. Highway 407 is a toll road in Ontario. Um, the the highway was created to actually alleviate traffic off the 401. And then by the time it was sold off and became its own company and what have you, it no longer does that primary purpose for which it was mandated just to relieve traffic. It still tries to, don't get me wrong. Like if you've gone on the 407, it's, pretty, it's a pretty good highway or a decent highway, I should say. But it's, it no longer has that mandate where it's supposed to alleviate a separate highway. So the other highways that, you know, 407 was meant to be an option for still have the same amount of traffic and the 407 essentially feels like a luxury. Reduces your travel time a little bit, but it's no longer a viable alternative in terms of the, you know, the original value the 407 was meant to be. Ladies and gentlemen, Crown Corporations, um, 
great thing to learn about. Um, it's one of those things that I just like to geek out about. You know, I, I've always liked Canadian facts and I just geek out about them sometimes. So thank you for indulging me. I will catch you in the next one. Have a great week, guys. Bye.